0: Hey everyone, C here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like Mega Man defeating my em- em- enemies, my enemies, and taking their powers. Um, <laughs> I-, I love when that. I'm just gonna let it go. I don't care. It's fine. It's whatever. Uh, today on the show, we are talking about losing subscribers, uh, changing your subscriber count when you're posting to Instagram or like podcasts and things like that. Those things have kind of an effect on our mental health, right? you know, it can kind of bring us down. A lot of people attach emotions to subscriber counts and we want more people to like us and that's fine. That's a very social thing. But at the same time, there are other things to consider when you're going through the process of creating something because you've got to love what you do first and foremost. And there are always reasons for subscribers to come and go that are beyond you. And it doesn't have to be something that affects you on The data on your day to day basis, right? It does not have any bearing on your self worth. And your self worth is typically determined by you, you know, and typically you can use that as either feedback to develop something different or try something different and test it and iterate. Um, But at the end of the day, it is not a judgment on who you are as a person, you know, people, unless someone tells you, Hey, this is not good. You need to fix this, or you need to improve this. Then for you to make assumptions about how someone feels about you is not going to be helpful to your bottom line. So this is, this episode is dedicated to all of that. We talk about, I talk about things that I've been dealing with, with, um, you know, my numbers kind of shifting because something that I subscribe to and it's a little weird, but then like numbers kind of go up and down on Instagram sometimes. And that gets really frustrating. Um, but I also, this is in response also to someone that asked a question about losing one subscriber and she was feeling hurt by it. And, um, I use a bit of an analogy about, you know, sports players, if any kind of, uh, if any and if, if any athlete just stopped what they were doing and got upset every single time someone scored or the crowd booed or something like that, like, we'd never be able to go anywhere. We'd never do anything, right? So you got to push through. You got to do it because you love it, not because someone tells you you're great at it, right? So we're going to talk all about that on today's episode of Dopamine. Join me. Let's hit the button, listen to that badass intro, and have ourselves a jolly good time. Let's do this. Drum hey everyone happy monday oh man it's monday again okay cool no, but I'm excited. I mean, I I love what I do. So waking up on Monday is like real exciting, but it's also just like, ah, it's a little dizzying because, dizzying. <laughs> um, you know, the weekend is usually pretty busy, uh, for me. And especially on Sundays, we hang out with Molly's kids all day. So waking up Monday morning, you feel like you got hit by a train <laughs> and it's just like, Oh, okay. Uh, all right, here we go again. Let's do, let's do more let's keep doing things. So, uh, today's a very exciting day for me. I've got a lot of things to do. I had a really great event on Saturday and, uh, things are going really well. So that's awesome. Uh, today I wanted to talk about, um, losing subscribers and how that can kind of affect us. Um, but before we get into that, I wanted to remind you guys that there is a summit, the bit, the boss project summit, which I can officially announce now is, um, uh, my collaboration with think creative collective who is also being sponsored by dubsato so the it's officially called the boss project summit sponsored by dubsato and they are a both companies are absolutely amazing think creative collective is pulling this together in such amazing an amazing way and i'm uh, being a keynote speaker there so if you go to bit.ly slash CNOTESummit, you can sign up there for the free summit on between November 6th to the 9th. And there is a pre-party pass available now if you want to get access to all of that um, forever, essentially. So... Um, and, and I recommend you do that if you're trying to start a business, if you're a creative person trying to promote your art or you're trying to sell stuff, uh, there are going to be 40 plus speakers at this thing. So it's absolutely incredible. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you um, for from TCC for allowing me to to be in this. But uh, I also have an hour long keynote. So if you like listening to me talk and you want to learn more about branding, it's going to be quite the talk. So um, my thing is called Real Talk. The uh, logos are more than branding, something like that. Something to that effect, uh so definitely go check that out so today on the show, we're gonna talk a little about a little bit about losing subscribers. It's something that is like you know the numbers are something that really bugs us a lot of the time, especially when you're you know it bugs me you know when I'm on Instagram, I'm trying to uh push a little bit more on Instagram personally, and um it's a challenge because you see the numbers go up and then they drop a little bit when like you know bad accounts get removed or something like that there's always multiple reasons so like i'd say the first thing to think about if you're having trouble reconciling with that is like there are reasons beyond you that that someone might leave your subscriber list or follower list uh they might not be in line for your services anymore or they might simply not um be, they might've gotten kicked off of Instagram or wherever, right. They might've gotten kicked off of Facebook or anything like that. So um interestingly enough, I think that's a good enough reason to not even bother with the numbers. But at the same time, you know, when I'm starting to do podcasts for the first time, when I'm, you know, when you're starting anything from scratch, you're, you don't have anyone, right. You have no subscribers. So, uh, you know, w- when we first start, we're not really thinking about it. And then for some reason, when we get to like this middle ground of like, okay, now we've got, now we've got an audience and it becomes a little bit like obsessive. Uh, I, ironically, like before I started doing this show, I, I always look at the numbers before I get started on the show, just in case there's like a milestone or we're heading in a good direction. And I kind of want to mention it. And um, I recently signed up for Chartable and I think it's really messing with the numbers on Anchor. So I, I don't know. It's, I feel like it's not right because <laughs> it looks way lower than it usually is, and it's kind of messing with me. And um, I have to remember in those moments when someone subscribes from my email list or someone gets removed from my Instagram account or something that it's not indicative of my love for the process, right? And if you're loving what you do, the numbers are not going to matter at the end of the day. The numbers matter for me getting sponsors. So that's important in that way. I get that. And I understand if you're like an influencer or you're trying to be an influencer, that's going to matter. But again, if you are continuing to love the process and do what you do, like the people will come, the right people will come. Right. Uh, and, if you're talented as well, (laughs) you know, it's not, it's not a given, you know, there are a couple of variables here, but it's usually like, you know, the work you put in the talent that you have for it. And usually talents can be developed over time and skills can be developed over time. And, um, just loving the process of what you do because it's going to be a grind. I know a lot of people are really averse to that term grind when it comes to like working hundreds of hours. Right. Because, that's a reason we stopped like kind of working in the corporate world. I know some of you guys might still be working in the corporate world and moonlighting for your hobby and stuff like that. Um, But a lot of us who are in that type of world are thinking about getting out of it. And largely that's because it's too many hours or too many people problems or whatever the case may be. And um, you know, when, when you're translating your life into this sort of, working for yourself kind of life, it's, it's kind of a stark reality when you <laughs> realize like, Hey, I've got to actually work harder than I've ever worked before. But at the same time, the amount of time you're spending doesn't feel like work the entire time. Right. So, you know, for example, I was working at an event on Saturday night. I was doing a um, I was doing photography for the, for a local art museum, for the Memorial art gallery here in Rochester. And they were, they had a premiere, they had a, the opening of their Monet exhibition, which is absolutely incredible. And, um, really, really, I haven't even gone to see the exhibit itself, but it's incredible that they have Monet there is what I mean. And what they had is I was, um, I was a photographer. They had like a step and repeat, you know, one of those backgrounds. So people come up, they take post photos and it's just kind of like a memento for everyone who's gone to the event and, um, so that they can take home with them. And not only were people asking me like what I charge, (laughs) Um, but uh, the entire time it was a fun event. Like everybody's there to like, there's jazz music, they're eating, they're having a good time. And the entire time I was there, you know, I was trying to, I was working with people and trying to get people to smile and, and get people away from like, you know, the typical stare at the camera and just like try to do a fake smile or whatever. You try to get like people to lighten up and um that's that's quite the challenge. Point here is that those 2 hours while exhausting for someone like me as an introvert when i was in it it didn't feel like work because i love the process of it. i love the process of making people laugh of making people having people enjoying themselves um you know, communicating in that way and everyone's just lighthearted and having a good time and there's music and there's food and everyone's dressed up and it's like really easy to give everyone compliments (laughs) because, you know, everyone's trying to look nice. Right. So really that's one of my tactics when I'm doing photography is like, um, you know, compliment them on something. Um, you know, or, or make a comment about like an action they just made or give them some props. We had like little berets so that they can pretend to be Monet and, um, and, and stand in pose in front of the camera. So that made it fun. And the point is that I loved the process and I wasn't counting the amount of people that showed up or the amount of people that were interested in getting a photo, um, or the amount of compliments I got or the amount of tips I got, I only got a $5 tip that's fine. I didn't put out a tip jar or anything. Um, which was really funny. There was this little old woman that just like showed up and she just like slid a $5 bill into my hoodie pocket. (laughs) It was like, it was a little bit like, I don't know, it was a little weird, (laughs) but it was funny. Um, so I appreciated it. Um, but I I don't think it's, you know, uh, that real life example, I don't think it's any different than when you're posting something to Instagram or, doing your YouTube channel or doing your podcast, you know, if this is something you love to do every single day, it's not going to feel like a chore. And when it's starting to feel like a chore, then maybe you need to reevaluate. Right. Um, But there is going to be work involved. It is a work thing, right? You're working towards it, like not every bit of the creative process or every bit of um, being a entrepreneur is going to be fun. Right, And I think we're kind of sold on that idea that, hey, we're going to leave the corporate world and everything's going to be super smooth. Uh, Couldn't be further from the truth. (laughs) Because, you know, being an entrepreneur and being creative and being someone um, who is going to be out on your own is it's a very lonely experience you're responsible for finding people to partner with or to work with. Um, You're responsible for finding clients. You're responsible for your billing. You're responsible for invoices. You're responsible for everything. And it can be very daunting and very frustrating. And especially, you know, when you lose a subscriber, you're like, oh no, like I lost a really big potential client. But at the same time, you got to think about it this way. When a basketball player is playing a game, you they if they stopped and pouted every single time the opponent shot is made a shot you know no teams you know the, the team would never win that person would never win right you got to brush it off you got to look for the next opportunity right so typically you, you look for like what that situation has taught you what does that information mean right and unfortunately you know when someone unsubscribes you don't typically get a reason right you just see the number go down and that can be a little frustrating i hope some platforms find a way to change that like why did you leave this person why did you block this person why did you unfriend them right and really kind of give people feedback but um I think that would only work for for businesses. I don't think that would work really well for personal stuff. People would be like, "Becky, she was just a bitch, so I unfriended her." <laughs> right? I don't. Some people don't need reasons for why <laughs> for why they left, but you know, at least having the option might be good. Uh, for businesses, at least, so that you can know and, and get some feedback and, and make some adjustments if you need to. But at the same time, again, you know, if you're you're doing it for what you love, then don't stress about the numbers too much. I think if you were making changes and you're seeing the numbers go up, that's great. I think that's that's a good thing. But again, you know, if you're a service-based business and you really only need like one or two clients a month, then you know, it doesn't make sense to try to make a thousand people happy, right? Uh You really only need to be speaking to those two people. And not only does that become clear in your messaging, but it should be clear in the way that you approach things, the way that you, um you know, your mindset around losing or gaining one or two subscribers. So uh we're going to take a break and listen to our sponsor real quick. And uh I don't, well, maybe we'll continue this topic. I'm not sure. I'm going to take a break and figure out what else we're going to talk about on the show. Let's do this. Yeah. So uh, welcome back. Uh, I think I'm going to just continue on this, uh, on this topic because, you know, it's something that really can affect people. It's, it's probably one of the biggest issues of the modern age, (laughs) um, in terms of social marketing, not biggest issues ever, but, um, you know, social media has had a, an effect on humanity. It's been a big change. Like, we're interconnected more than ever. We are hanging our hat on other people's perceptions more than ever. And we've always done that, but now it's expanded to this field of view that is like incredibly huge. And understanding that, like, you know, people in our immediate lives already have a, an effect on our mental health, right? They have an effect on who we are and how we approach the world. And ultimately i always preach taking responsibility for yourself your mental health and everything but it's also about the people around you and now that we have exposure to all sorts of people that we would not normally choose to have in our lives it becomes a massive challenge to make sure that we're you know not exposing ourselves to things that are going to continue to harm us and make us feel terrible right uh so it, it is really on us to continue to cultivate and curate our friends list of people that we are following and being a part of, because not only uh, it's kind of interesting, because like, you know, we'll get upset if a friend unfollows us, but if we go through our list and start dropping people like flies, like we don't feel the same kind of remorse, right? We're just like, well, you don't fit, you don't fit, you don't fit, you don't fit. But for some reason we don't, we don't think about the other person's feelings when their numbers drop right? When we get, when they lose a follower, that is you. We don't think about it in the other perspective, um, uh, in the, in that perspective. But when it happens to us, we take it personally. We're like, oh no, my entire being is shattered because someone unfollowed me, <laughs> you know? Um, and frankly, it's just, it's almost easier than ever to understand in, in kind of today's really tense political world. Um, and, and I think, you know, I, I think politics have always been pretty tense. I think it's just accentuated by the fact that we've got, um, you know, greater in- interconnectivity than ever. Uh, the president can literally tweet things. That's weird. Um, <laughs> not only what he's tweeting, but the fact that he can tweet is weird, right? Uh, there's like an instant kind of one to one connection. Like, I don't want the president talking to me. That's weird. <laughs> uh, and some people do, right? Uh, but you know, when you get to a certain point, of your subscriber count or, um, you know, when you're, when you're, again, you're trying to talk to people. It's a, I I think the most important thing to consider is like how many people you need to talk to, right? Who are you trying to actually connect with? And I think this can be a challenge for someone who's had really an easy time socially and they go into the social media world and it's like, Oh man, this actually takes work. now. this takes a different kind of work. Like I can't just be popular. Um, without putting in the work, like even attractive models on Instagram still have to put in the work. I think that is a really easy sort of thing to say, like, oh, she's just naked. Like, of course, she's going to get followers. But for her to get meaningful followers, that takes work. That means there's a lot more uh, fluff to wade through, right? Like, it depends on who she's trying to attract and for what reason, right? So Um, In terms of client base, I mean, and for what reason, right? And if she's dealing with creepers all the time, like that becomes a big challenge. That's a big female challenge on its own, but let alone when you're putting yourself out there uh, uh, sexually as part of your, um, you know, as a sex worker or anything like that, like, that becomes a massive challenge, right? To, to wade through all of that stuff. So what I'm saying is that like, even though the, even the people who seem to have an easy time with social media are not having an easy time, it is not easy out there. I think there's, I think we live in a world of like greatest opportunity right now. I think any creative person, any entrepreneur, anybody who's, um, dealing with any kind of mental health challenges even are, are able to make things happen a lot more than they used to. Right. If we were in the eighties, we'd be, there'd be a lot more, you know, quiet struggles going on. And, and um, we wouldn't be aware of as many, like individual things that need to make us think about society and, and how we are as people, people would just be struggling with their mental health and they would be, you know, desperately just desperately stripping instead of, instead of deliberately putting themselves as a meaningful expression of sexuality, right? There's a very different thing there. Um, being careful to to be deliberate about what I'm saying because I'm not trying to like shit on sex workers. That's not a verb weird. Um, (laughs) um, what I'm saying is that, that, um, Essentially, everyone's got a difficult time, but it's a different kind of difficult these days, right? So we're we are working through our subscriber count in a way that is meaningful and thoughtful. And that's the thing, that's the thing, right, that we need to consider that as we grow up, as we go through our, our lives socially, and this is something that I've had a challenge with. I've always had social issues. I've um, ever since I was six years old, I've never been the religious type. I I'm, I'm uh, always been kind of the runt. I'm a thinker nerd type, which I know it's cute to be a nerd these days, but it was not cute to be a nerd in the late eighties, early nineties. Um, and through, college and high school, um, college became easier, but still not always easy. Um, and it really hasn't been to the last few years. It's like, Oh, you're a nerd. That's awesome. And you're like, where have you been the last 30 years? <laughs> um, so it's just really funny to think about all of that. Um, but it's always been a challenge to connect with people socially. And for me, the shift has been with not only embracing, the mental health challenges I have and talking about it and being open about it on this show and other shows that I do, but also just being real, um, with the way that I think about things and not holding back for the sake of social niceties, right? Because throughout all of those difficult times being social, I had friends, but I had fewer friends. I had one or two really less than five people that I could absolutely genuinely trust. And those people are still in my life. And there are people that I care about. And there are people who have, you know, I've gotten along with that I'm cool with on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, but they're not people that will, you know, come to my funeral. (laughs) You know, Uh, I've got few friends, but I know that those those connections are deep. And when it comes to business also and creating connections, and especially when you're selling art, like literally selling paintings and stuff, like connections with people are important because people tend to buy art for emotional reasons, right? They're not just buying art so that they can, f- well, sometimes they could buy art to flaunt it, but that's an emotional thing, <laughs> right? There are plenty of emotional reasons to buy art. So being able to, com- uh, to, to connect with someone on that level is important. For me, I like to connect to people on an intellectual level. I like to talk about uh, deep topics and intuitive findings and holistic stuff or whatever, the universe, etc., and video games. I like to talk about sci-fi. I love to talk about gaming and, um, uh, uh, comic books and all of that stuff. Like that's in my DNA. And it's been a very long time for me to become comfortable with embracing that as a part of my language, as a part of my identity. And even calling myself C-note as like my thing, right? I mean, I've been C-note since 19. My friend, uh, Adam, my best friend, gave me that name because I make music and, you know, my first name is Christian. So C note, and it became pretty easy. And he just would call me that every time he saw me. And, um, I just only until recently I've been going by other names. I I've gone by like rival mad studios, um, mystic style studios, um, all sorts of other things that just felt like this extension or outward sort of, um, External expression of me, but wasn't actually who I was. Right? It was something that could be anything. But C Note Media, that's me. That's absolutely me. Everything that I express coming out of that is me, and and it's all attached to little things and different things that I love and appreciate about myself. Right? So that has kind of come out in my branding expression. It's come out in my mental health expression. That's come out in my podcast. That's coming out in my music choices. That's come out in uh, my music creation. That's come out in my Instagram feed. And I'm starting to own a little bit more about that and being honest about who I am as a person. And it doesn't necessarily have to be emulating someone else. I don't, I no longer feel like I'm emulating someone else. I feel like I'm still taking some ideas from other people, but I'm having an easier time translating that to who I am. So at the end of the day, you know, while my subscriber count is going up a little bit on Instagram. And I'm likely plateauing here on dopamine. It's getting a little frustrating with that. But I also understand that there are still people listening to me and there are plenty of things to be grateful for. So it can be really hard when you're faced with some sort of negativity or plateauing or something that is not ideal. And essentially you have to face and develop an inner strength to not just affirmation your way out of it, but to tell yourself that, Hey, okay, this is a rough rough week, month, whatever, but I feel grateful for this, 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 and this. And these grateful things are going to drive me into the next month. And I'm going to be able to take that and aspire and take these, these downward turns as as information, essentially, you know, not, not attach emotions to it, which I understand if you're an emotional person, it's, that's a difficult thing to do, but you know, some ways that you can detach from that is like, literally just write it down, just write down what you think it is and think of multiple reasons and, and think of reasons that are attached to you and not attached to you. Right. Because if you look at it as like, it could be this, 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 and this, it stops you from making that one assumption that it's you. Right. And if you know that person, if you happen to know who unsubscribed, you could totally have that. If you have an email list, and I think you can email people who have unsubscribed and ask them the question, but I'm not really sure. I'm not, don't take that for a grain of salt, but you might know who unsubscribed and you could email them individually. You could email them separately and say, Hey, is there something we could do better? Why didn't you like this? Um, What's going on? We're just looking for some information, no pressure, nothing like that. Right. And it kind of, again, falls into another one of the four agreements that I love to follow so intensely. Don't take things personally, because everyone's got their reasons for either projecting something or choosing something or doing something. Everybody's doing things individually, and they are not saying, fuck this person, I'm gone. Usually, (laughs) you know, sometimes that happens and that's fine because especially if you're being controversial or you put dickish things out there like you should be expecting that but if you're putting something nice out there and then someone leaves like your message could just not fit anymore i think that's a challenge especially if you're changing your identity or you're working through some things or you know your your style is changing your um the way that you speak is changing you're going to lose people and that's fine You know, again, they, they're in a different world than you. They have a different life than you. You know, the things that we assume about people are only 0.0001% of the picture. There's 99.9999% of someone's experience that you have no idea about. And it is futile and incorrect and inaccurate to make any assumption that any person's decision is about you. Until you confirm that, and if you can't confirm that, then let it go because then you you just don't have the data you just don't there's nothing you can do there, so to let it affect you on an emotional level and make it feel like it 's a personal attack on you is just wrong and inaccurate and um, I'm hoping that this talk can help you let that go, and I know that's a challenge again that's one of the things that can have a major detriment on our mental health, right, especially if we are you know, the type that's dealing with like ADHD or bipolar or we're in mania, something that needs constant feedback, right? Um, it can be a challenge. If you're going through mania or you're having challenges with ADHD, um, you know, those methods of continuing to work through this idea that that responses that likes and clicks and and, and shares and comments and stuff are, are not an expression of your mental health, um, of, of your well-being, is an important practice to continue to, to work through. Right. And you know, one thing to do is like, if you put something out there to expect equal in return, especially if you're putting a lot more content, I find that when I put more content out there, I, it kind of dilutes the pressure to the specific content. Right. I mean, if you're spending all week on one Instagram post and you post it and you get very little response, you know, you're putting a lot of value into that one post, right? But if you're planning a lot of different posts and you're, or you're just kind of doing it more casually and you're not putting so much pressure on the value and worth of this individual post, then it's not going to, it's not as likely to have a negative effect on you if those individual posts don't do as well. Right? So again, it's a challenge. Maybe this is something you can talk to your therapist about. Um, And, uh, help you sort of navigate the sort of feedback loop that comes with posting things on the internet, right. And finding ways to separate yourself from the result, because, um, one of the most powerful things that the sales gorilla talks about on the sales gorilla podcast, um, good friend of mine, Landon Porter is on there. He talks about this concept called positive indifference that when you put something out into the world. That the result is not what matters. It's essentially the process of putting it out there is what matters. Whether you're trying to get a sale or you're trying to create something or you post something on Instagram or you create a podcast episode or whatever, you know, you do it because you love it and you love the process. um, But your self worth does not weigh on the outcome, right? And you know that if you're trying to, you know, shoot a basket in basketball and you miss it, and the opponent takes it, they score. Don't let it affect you. (laughs) It's fine. You have opportunities to score. The game's not over yet, right? We have a long life to live. We've got a lot of opportunities. There are a lot of things to do. There are going to be other posts. There's going to be other options. You're going to have new ideas. You're going to have new things that you create just because this thing might not do as well as you hoped doesn't mean that all is lost. You've got other chances. So, um, You know, in in terms of, it's kind of like a first world problems sort of expression, but you know what I mean, right? (laughs) Most of us have other chances. So don't sweat it. It's fine. Let's move on. Move forward. You got this. I believe in you. Honestly, you as an individual, you listening to this, I believe in you and what you can do. And you need to believe it in yourself as well. You need to love your process. If you're not loving your process, then you need to consider perhaps a change because this is going to be something that ends up weighing on you. You know, if you're going to be doing this all the time, you got to love what you're doing, especially if you're out on your own. So, I mean, I started this podcast in um, July of 2017 and I did it every single day before work because I enjoyed it. I had fun. I was connecting with people socially. I thought it was really great. I was getting feedback, which was helping my brain, but I was also being able to have a place to express like all of these ideas that I'm thinking about all the time. Right. And that's starting to translate into uh, Facebook and Instagram and all these other places. And I'm finally able to, to express to people what it is that I've wanted to express for a very long time. So audio for me was just one of those outlets. And it was the first outlet that made me comfortable. So, you know, it, it, it was, I knew that one day I wanted to do some sort of public speaking or training or video or something like that. And I think audio was the easiest kind of in for me and I loved it. And I still love it. I think this is great. I get excited every morning. I think about my topic in the shower usually. And then I come here and I record the episode and I, I schedule my post for Instagram. And then I move on to the rest of my day, right? And I do all the other stuff that I love to do. I love working for my clients. I love set, setting up social media posts. I love doing graphic design. I love doing video. I love editing photos. I love doing all the things that I do, setting up posts, stuff like that. And the second something doesn't feel right, I make an adjustment and I don't do it anymore. So uh, giving yourself permission to make those adjustments, to make changes, um, based on the feedback you get from yourself is, is important. So the feedback you get from you is way more important than gaining or losing a couple of subscribers. It's not the end of the world, but if you just can't do it anymore, you are the only subscriber that matters, (laughs) right? You are a subscriber to your own content. If you don't want it anymore, then don't do it anymore. Simple as that. Um, I say it's simple, but I know it's not, I understand. So if you're struggling with that, if you're not loving something anymore, try something else, take a break. It's okay. Even if you're doing a daily show, if you're doing a Facebook lives all the time, if you have given yourself a challenge like Inktober or given yourself like a daily, you know, live challenge or something, I'm not going to judge you. I don't think anyone's going to judge you if you decide to stop if you need a break, if you need a mental health break, if you need to, if life circumstances have changed, you know, like things happen all the time and you got to give yourself a break before anything else. If you put yourself first, other people will put you first and they'll understand that. So, okay, that's it. I hope, I think all of that eventually got somewhere. (laughs) So uh, thank you for being on the show or being, well, being here to listen to the show. Um, I appreciate you and I appreciate you for always being here. Thank you so much. This means a ton. I love what I do, like I've expressed. And I love what I do over at CNote Media, which has all of my media courses and Myers-Briggs courses. There's a free Myers-Briggs course on there. So you can go sign up for that. That would be amazing. Um, I'm also working on a branding course that's going to come out in a few weeks. And I've also got the TCC, uh, the, the boss project summit by sponsored by Dubsado, where I will be a branding keynote on that, that, on that, um, on that summit. So go to bit.ly slash C summit to sign up for that. And if you go to dopamine.life, you can subscribe to the show and leave a monitor donation if you would like. So thank you again for being here. I really appreciate you guys for always listening to the show. If you have any feedback, you can leave it here on anchor or let's go see notes on all my social channels. Um, also follow us on Instagram at dopamine podcast. I know that was a lot of things, but you know, pick one and do it. <laughs> it's fine. There will be other episodes. I do this spiel all the time. I appreciate you guys for who you are and what you do. Get out there, go kick some ass, go do the thing, do the thing that you love. Don't let the subscriber count bug you or stop you or get in your way. There are, there will be other opportunities. You've got this, keep moving, do your best and don't beat yourself up for it don't compare yourself to others. It's impossible. It's just not, it doesn't make any sense. Just, just do your thing. I'm here with you. You're not alone. I say entrepreneurship is a lonely road, but you are not alone. I'm here with you and um, we're going to do the best that we can. So I'm going to go do my thing. I hope you can go do your thing and I'll talk to you later on dopamine. See ya.